Welcome back to another episode of Dreamer to Entrepreneur. Brittany and I are so excited to have Jordan Vines from Vine Studio on the show today. She has accomplished so much in just a short five years as a full-time wedding and lifestyle photographer. We talk about the highs, lows, struggles, and achievements, including how she juggles motherhood while owning two businesses, as well as being a co-founder of Women Owned NC. This is such an amazing, inspirational episode for everyone, regardless of what industry you are in. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Dreamer to Entrepreneur podcast, a show designed to motivate and inspire women to stop sitting on the sidelines of life and finally take action towards accomplishing their dreams. Join us, Brittany Hughes and Amanda Benedict, as we share business advice, as well as our own experiences of starting and building a successful business while also juggling mom life. You'll also hear from other amazing women who bring their own message and advice to the show through inspiring interviews. It's all collaboration over competition here. Get ready to dream big, take action, and always show kindness. Let's dive in. So tell us a little bit about your business and how you got started. So that's a long story. I'll probably give you the short synopsis of it. Basically, I was a senior in high school and I got my first job working at Bojangles. I think I had made like my first or second paycheck and I was like, okay, I want to go buy something for myself. And this is back when like Craigslist was the Facebook marketplace. And I got on Craigslist and I found a Canon Rebel T3. Like I, it was, you know, I think they're like on Rebel sixes or so. I don't even keep up with it now, but it was old camera and I went and bought it for $90. <laughs> and I just started taking pictures of all of my friends because I was a senior. So everybody wanted those senior photos and they were like, Oh, I know her. She'll do them for free or whatever. And I was just like, yes, let me take your picture. This is so cool. I have a fancy camera. So I just started taking pictures of all of my friends. And then somebody asked me like a month or two later, I was like, how much would you charge to do this? And I was like, wait, you want to pay me to do this? You can make money doing this. Okay. $30. Yeah. So I charged $30 for my first session. And I spent, I think three hours with her and we went to like seven different locations and did like 10 outfit changes. I had no idea what I was doing and she was so thrilled and happy. And yeah, so that's how it kind of started. And I really didn't jump into it full time. Then I kind of was in college after that to be a nurse. I was kind of doing all my prereqs to get into the nursing program. And I got into it and I worked as a CNA for about eight months. And I kind of realized like, this is, this is not what I want to be doing. I I've been in the field, you know, I've been doing it for a bit and it's, it's not what I'm passionate about. I was like, I really like taking pictures. So I kind of left that world. I dropped out of college and got a job at like an eye doctor for a little bit, just to kind of like smooth it over until I could really go into photography more. And then I went in one Friday and at the end of the day, they brought me into the office and they were like, Oh, we lost a doctor. So we're letting you go. And I was like, I just bought a brand new car. I just moved into an apartment with my best friend. I have all these bills now and no job. I I didn't know what to do. And I had literally maybe done one or two weddings at a small venue uh, before and 
at that point, I, I called my mom, I cried my eyes out and she said, you just got to keep going. You just, you just got to figure it out. You just got to keep going. If you want to do photography, just, just do it. So I, I just did it and started to book more. It was around the time when fair was in town. So I like posted like fair minis, like, please book me. Like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just trying to survive at this point and pay my bills. And that was five years ago now. So since then I have been full-time, I have not looked back and it's probably been the biggest blessing in disguise I've ever had. So it's crazy yes. how the, like in that moment, it's so devastating, but looking back, cause I've had moments like that, but you look back and it's like, oh, it happened for a reason. Yeah. In that moment, sitting in my car in the parking lot of that job, just crying, like I'm crying, thinking about it, like just how emotional I was. And like, I literally just did not know what was next at that point. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail. Like I am going to literally not be able to pay my bills. What am I going to do? Never in a million years did I think that I could do this full time, support my family, like be where I am at now with it. Never did I think that would happen. Yeah. I love that. We've talked previously about, you know, that fear of, you know, not being able to do it, holding you back. And sometimes it's a scary thing to lose your job. I've been there too. It's terrifying. But sometimes it almost like pushes you like, because then at that point, like, what is the worst that could happen? You already lost your job. You have no other way, but to go up. It's devastating in the moment, but it can really be a blessing in disguise. And now you do something that you love and you're passionate about. And yeah. So you, you said you've been doing it full time for five years. Tell us a little bit about your work. My primary focus is weddings and couples. So I really come in on the ground level with the couples. Typically when I first meet somebody, it's when they first get engaged and we usually do that engagement session and I really get to know them and who they are as a couple. One thing about taking pictures is like, you can take the same pictures of everybody, but if you don't know like who you're photographing and how they are as a couple and what they do for a living, I mean, it really tells you a lot about somebody and it really helps me kind of gear the session more about like who they are as people. I try to ask a lot of questions and I really talk to my couples and build that relationship up. So try to just get to know them a bit and then, you know, move into wedding day. And then of course, after weddings, the most common thing that happens is babies and families. And, you know, then we move into children and seniors and graduations and, you know, all the things. And for a while, I tried to like niche down to just weddings and couples and, you know, pass them along to the next one after. And honestly, I didn't like that. I didn't really like saying goodbye to my couples. Like I've spent usually when they book you, they're a year to a year and a half, sometimes even two years out from their wedding. So you spend those two years getting to know this couple, photograph the biggest day of their life, and then tell them bye. Like, I I don't know. It wasn't for me. And I just realized probably about two-ish years ago, I was like, I really don't want to say goodbye to them. I want to be there through the biggest moments. And honestly, it's probably one of my favorite parts is just being able to see them get married and then have babies and become mom and dads and interact with those kids. Like I have some families that those kids that I photographed or the the mom and dad that I photographed getting married, those kids are four and five and six now. It's like, Hey, I saw you come out as your mommy. Like, you know, I photographed (laughs) births. Like I've done all the things and 
I can't say there's like one thing I love more than the other. I really just love doing it all. And I love that I get to wake up every day and do something completely different still within my scope, you know, taking photos. So it did take me, like I said, I've been full-time five years photographing for seven. Took me a long time to not become an expert in those fields because I am not an expert by any means of absolutely everything. I still learn every single day but become proficient enough to offer professional services for newborns, for families, for weddings, because they all are a different beast in their own and require specific, you know, I can't think of the word, (laughs) specific knowledge about all of them to become and offer those services for them. So I love that. And I think it's brilliant from a business perspective too, because you don't see, or I know I, I mean, you probably do because you're more familiar with the industry, but I don't really see any photographers that kind of want to do all of the different stages. It's like, you've got your wedding photographers, your newborn photographers, your, yeah. you know? And so I think it's brilliant just creating that relationship and following mm-hmm. them through, through every stage of their life. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Well, and too, like you were saying how you build this relationship with your clients that I think it helps when you can, you're not just taking a generic, you can really cater your photographs and your setup and the whole magic that you do to that customer based on kind of their personality and their needs and and whatnot. I like that. Yeah. So did you do any training? How did you learn to do all the things with the camera? Okay. So when I first started, it was like a, I'm going to shoot in auto mode and just see how this goes. (laughs) No, I definitely had a lot of people to look up to and a lot of people who mentored me in the beginning. There was a photographer out of High Point, Chris Getty. He had like his own studio. I don't even know if he does it anymore because this was like right in the very beginning. He taught me a lot about, you know, just the mechanics of the camera and how to operate it and like literally just like basics of the basics and and one of my best friends and business partners now, Allison, she has taught me so much throughout the years because she's been doing it twice as long as I have. And um, she actually went to school for it. So I've learned a ton from her. And then, you know, anything from there has just been like experience through trial, error, YouTube videos, literally like just going out there and shooting, like just taking the pictures, like grab somebody, take a picture. I would take my brother who at the time, he's like seven years younger than me. So at the time was like, 12. And I would just be like, Hey, come here. Let me take your picture shooting this bow, or I'm going to go take a picture of these flowers. Or my best friend was, I was like, go put on a cute shirt. Let's go take some pictures outside. Or I, I just practiced and practiced. And before I even did my first wedding, I reached out to my friend, Dina Barber. She's an amazing photographer out of Greensboro and literally was like, Hey, can I just like follow you around at this wedding you have today? Like I'll give you every picture I take. I can't promise they're going to look any good. Like, I don't know what they're going to look like, but I just want to go through a wedding with you and see what I'm getting myself into before I take on somebody else's wedding, because weddings are days you can't do over. So you don't want to screw it up for somebody else. So followed her around that day. I learned so much just watching somebody else at work. And then later that next week did my own wedding, which was absolutely atrocious only because (laughs) my very first wedding was at an outdoor venue and it decided to monsoon and hail and storm. And it was terrible. The bride and groom got soaked 
And then by the time we made it up to the little barn area, the power went out. So we're all just standing there in the rain, in the dark. I don't even think I had a flash. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, natural light wedding. I'm only here for three hours. It's not going to be dark outside. I don't need a flash. Like there were so many things that happened that day to show me how unprepared I was to go into this industry that prepared me for the next one. So it's a lot of lessons learned. So definitely a trial and error thing all the way. But one thing I always tell everybody is like, don't stop shooting. Like your first session is not going to look good. It's not going to. And that's just the truth. And you just got to get better and better and better. And the only way to do that is to continue to shoot. Because now I can, you know, pick up my camera and literally look and say, okay, this is the lighting. Here we go. It's just like muscle memory at this point. But the first time I went out there to shoot, I literally picked up my camera. I was like, I don't know what these numbers mean. I got to figure out what what is shutter speed? What is, what is F stop ISO? I have no idea what that means. Like I just figure it out kind of and apply it. And one day it just kind of like clicked and I was like, Oh my God, this makes sense. I know how to work this now. Okay, cool. I'm golden. So from there, you know, just kind of learn on the spot kind of thing, but definitely had some really good mentors along the way. And I still have some really good mentors and I'm still learning because as you guys know, industries are ever changing. Instagram and reels and TikTok and there's it's just harder and harder to find clients and to stand out. I have Ellie McKinney as one of my mentors right now. I talk to her every couple months just to kind of freshen up on all the skills and really just kind of be like, okay, where am I lacking in now? What can I improve on now? Where, where do I need to work on myself in this business at the most? So I know you had a goal last year to hit 10 K followers on Instagram and you hit your goal. Yes. It was a little late on hitting it, but I did it. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yes. Yes. Organically grow. It's really, really hard. And Mm -hmm. To get that many people to look at your stuff every day and click like is like, oh my God, you like my thing. Thank you. Like, it's just like that bubbly, like, oh my God, do that many people really care about what I'm doing? (laughs) And so is Instagram your primary like social media platform or do you use TikTok kind of interchangeably too? So TikTok, I usually use like for more personal, but Instagram is definitely my main source. Mm -hmm. I... A lot of what I've built up on Instagram is people who have followed me for years and I have built that comfortability with them of like, they've seen my face before. They know how I operate. They know what I specialize in. They've seen so many behind the scenes from weddings. They've seen my face show up. Like if they saw me out, they know me. Like it happens often where I'm like just at Walmart or something. They're like, you're Jordan, right? You're a photographer. And I'm like, Yes, I am. <laughs> like, I love to meet you. Like, oh my gosh, you know who I am. That's kind of cool. But I'm like, yeah. And she's like, what? well, they'll be like, whenever I'm engaged, I'm going to call you. And I'm like, yes, please do. Like, yeah. And I get a lot of messages about that too. Just like, you know, like I've been following you for years. I'm finally engaged. I'd love to hire you for my wedding. And it's just that consistency and, and yeah. showing up and being authentically you because like, as a small business, like a lot of the times it's, it's you, like it's you who sells your product, your service, it's like you're putting yourself out there to be seen by all these people and for them to, to judge you, to see your work, to, they really appreciate that. Like I, I get a lot of good feedback from being like a hundred percent myself on there. And mm-hmm. I share like everything from 
behind the scenes at weddings to my, my kids screaming in my kitchen. Like yes. <laughs> I just, I just kind of share, you know, my life and, 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 and real life and people appreciate real hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And I love that because not only is Jordan a small business owner, but also she's a mom of two young kids. So she's not only built her business over the past several years, but also has become a mother and is juggling mom life and small business ownership, which is challenging and rewarding uh, and all the things. And you have two like close in age, right? Yeah. So their birthdays are actually this Thursday and Friday. My son Rowan will be two on Thursday and then Avery will be one on Friday. So they are one year and one day apart. And then Avery was born on my birthday. So my birthday's Friday. Well, so we're having a big old Gemini birthday fest. (laughs) So you basically had two years, you know, of full on mom life. So did your business slow down at all? Or did you just still kind of go full force? Well, with Rowan, he was born mid COVID. So Mm -hmm. literally COVID was March. Rowan was June. So Basically, I was forced to slow down towards the end of my pregnancy with him, which I was very thankful for because I had preeclampsia, you know, came with high blood pressure, extreme swelling. I was massive and so uncomfortable and it was so hot. And I was just like, oh, you mean I got to push all those weddings? Darn. (laughs) I don't have to stand on my feet for eight hours. Darn. I have to sit on my couch and watch TV. Darn. (laughs) Honestly, like COVID did not hurt. It hurt me financially, but not physically and mentally, you know, as becoming a mom and, you know, changing the way I did everything in my life. I was given that chance to kind of step back and take a breather with how I was doing things. Um, I didn't really have to move and do a whole bunch of stuff to accommodate his arrival. You know, it just kind of happened for me. I was still working. Don't get me wrong. I still worked during that time. Just definitely not as much. You know, I I found other things to kind of fill time, but the biggest transition once he was there was figuring out like who was going to keep him. Like, do, do I need to set like specific days for work? Like, how do I edit in between this? How do I keep up with social media? How do I get sleep? How do I eat? food. Like, I mean, like being a mom is a full-time obvious job and it's hard work and then try and have a business on top of that. It's just, it's very hard to juggle time. So that was probably my, my hardest struggle was to juggle time and not feel guilty for leaving him to go work when he's so fresh and so new and my mm-hmm. little baby is my first baby. Like I don't want to leave him, but I know I have to do this or else I'll kind of fade off into the abyss of, you know, <laughs> being a mom, which, you know, this is my most favorite job in the whole world. But at the same time, you have to make sure that you don't put your business on the back burner. And I'm crazy with things. So literally Rowan was two months old and I found the house that we're in now. And I was like, babe, let's move. Then my husband, he was like, no. I was like, yeah, let's move. Like this house, it's five minutes from here. It's got like three acres of land. It's bigger. We got a backyard for the dogs. Like, let's move. He's like, we have a three month old. We don't need to move. Or two months old. We don't need to move. I was like, let's just try. And you know, the housing market's been crazy. So we did it like mid crazy. And our first offer was not accepted. And we were like, okay, that's a sign. We don't need to move. A couple of days later, my realtor, realtor Krista calls me back and she's like, Hey, they, um, the first offer fell through and they want to accept yours. And I was like, 
what you want us to move? Okay. We're doing it. So we did that. <laughs> and then literally a week after being in this house, I found out I was pregnant again. So ensue the crazy all over. <laughs> and it was literally the same timeline. Cause I, I got pregnant with Rowan, like end of September and then pregnant with Avery, like mid September. So it was like the same exact timeline as I was with Rowan. And then they were born, you know, one day apart. Oh, fun. <laughs> and you just launched another business. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just call me crazy again. Like, why I know I? you've had a crazy two <laughs> years. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Me and my best friend, Allison, I mentioned her earlier. She is the owner of AE Photography. Um, she's been doing it for 12 or 13 years. So her and I became friends right around when I went full time. I started pushing myself a little more and um, she's in the same area that I am. So she like kind of reached out to me and was like, Hey, will you come take pictures at my two-year-old's birthday party? And I was like, this really good photographer is like wanting me somebody who's like brand new in her area, like stealing her clients, like not purposely. They just like, you know, when you come onto the scene and you're cheaper, people are like, Ooh, I want to go get some cheap pictures. She was like, I was like, she wants me to come take her daughter's birthday pictures. Holy cow. Absolutely. So I came that day, took the pictures. They were probably awful. Like, (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even remember. I don't even have them, but we just kind of got really close after that. And we did like a styled shoot together shortly after that and started hanging out and really just became like best friends. And she's taught me so much. And we we knew we wanted to do something together business-wise, you know, because she second shoots all my weddings with me, basically. So we work together all the time. And we were on our way to Charleston for a job and we just kind of got to talking. We had been sending back and forth these ideas of like this VW bus that was a bar, like a mobile bar. And then she sent one that was like a photo booth. And we were like, okay, wait, that's something we can do. Like photo Mm -hmm. booth right up our alley. While I was driving, she just started like looking up different buses and like Facebook marketplace, trying to find one that we could maybe afford. And on the way there, we found one and we were like, okay, let's, let's see if it's still available on the way home and we'll go look at it. And on the way home, it was sold. And so we were like, okay, let's look again. Well, we found like the bus, which is <laughs> now our, our Susie Q. Uh, we found the bus. We went and saw her. We fell in love and we made her ours. <laughs> we were like, you're coming home with us. We cannot leave without you. And So then Golden Hour was born. It's mainly a mobile photo booth for weddings and events. However, we can take that out and it can be used for any kind of photo shoot as a prop. It could be a getaway vehicle. Like the opportunities with it are endless and it's just a really cool prop to have, honestly. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. And you guys just launched that, right? Just launched the business? About a month ago. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. So you mentioned you were going to Charleston. Do you travel far? Like say if somebody in California reached out, would you go out there to shoot or do you mainly stay like on the East coast? Absolutely. I'll go wherever, you know, like I have been to Jamaica for a wedding, Florida, Charleston. I just went to Washington for an engagement session. I will literally go anywhere. If you pay my way, (laughs) I love to travel. It's probably one of my favorite things is to travel and just take all the pictures while I'm there. (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool. 
What is the thing that you're most proud of when it comes to your business? Is there something that stands out? I'm really proud of the relationships like I've kept up. Like I don't, okay, hire me for your pictures, hear your pictures, see you later. Like I really try and stay connected with my clients as much as possible, which I am not perfect at it. There are definitely people who slip through the cracks and, but I I definitely try and go out of the way to make everybody feel special and that, you know, like I am keeping up with you. Like I, I love watching your families grow. I love everything like that. And you know, at the end of the year with my wedding clients, I always send out Christmas gifts. And like every time I do mini sessions, I always have some sort of gift or token or keychain or candy or cookies or like I did my daddy and me's on Sunday and I had a tacky dad gift for every dad that came and they thought it was the coolest oh. thing in the world that they got a cup or a pack of socks, like literally. Yeah. Like going that like little extra step for people just to make them stand, you stand out in their minds leaves that impression on them that they're like, I really liked when we did this session, she made me feel, she made me feel really comfortable. And I got some socks when I was done with it. Like yeah, just doing little things like that, especially when you're a small business and you're one woman show and you just want to make sure, you know, there's a million photographers. Why would they come back to just you? You know, like you got to give them that reason. So yeah. definitely proud of, being myself and not doing what everybody else is doing. Not not that there's anything wrong with niching down. Like if you just want to do weddings or you just want to do families or you just want to do newborns, that is a-okay. That is perfect. It is literally up to you. But like, I'm definitely proud of like being able to take that step back and being like, I want to do everything. Like I don't have to niche down just because everybody else is. Right. Like, And your pictures are gorgeous. So it's not like you're lacking in anything because you're, oh gosh, God. I mean, your pictures are gorgeous. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I, I always tell people like you never stop learning. I, I did a workshop, a newborn workshop in January from a photographer in Kentucky, Paige Franklin photography. So like I literally will grab resources from everybody that I can, because like, just because you've been doing it the same amount of time or even less than me, you might know more about this subject than I do, or you specialize in this. And I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Like the whole thing about being in business is everyone has their way of doing business. doesn't mean it's necessarily the way you do yours, but that can be a really good aspect or Mm -hmm. tip or way thing, something you can add into your business that will just improve your, your work, your client experience, you know, your workflow, anything. Yeah. So, and it's important uh, too, like that you're, like you said, you're constantly learning and growing and evolving and changing your business. Like even your photos two years ago, aren't the same as what they are now. And that's important for people to remember in, in any business you're in that you do need to, in order to kind of stay relevant and stay up to date and continue to grow, you, you yourself need to grow and to learn and evolve as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. 110%. Like we were talking about earlier with, with Instagram and TikTok and this and that, like when I first started that, that wasn't the way things worked. Yeah. Like it's definitely something we've, we've all had to come together for like, you know, like Ellie has created a whole community that she, she mentors psych society and she literally does her best to provide so much content for everybody to ke- help keep up because it's so ever changing and evolving and like, we all just trying to help each other out here to keep, to keep up with it all because it's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, literally build your community, find those people, get your resources, find a mentor if you want to. Literally in any, any industry, you can find somebody that knows something more than you and 
ask them questions. And if they offer mentoring sessions, pay them that money, you know, invest in yourself, like buy that education, go do that workshop, like do everything you can to make yourself completely knowledgeable about that subject. Because the more, you know, the more confident you become in that subject and the better your work that you provide in the service and everything that you provide to these other people will be worth it. You know? I love that you said that too. Working in the online space, a lot of newbies, they're afraid, I guess, to invest in themselves, like pay for a business coach or a mentor or something. And they think that they can get the same information or advice off of YouTube. And that's not the case. You have to look at it as you are investing in yourself and bettering yourself and your business. So yeah, definitely don't be afraid to pay for expertise. 110%. Every time I talk, I remember when... I really wanted to start working on my Instagram, like really hardcore. I was like, what do I do? Like started looking around. I found somebody that I love, Ellie. Like I'll I'll keep talking about Ellie. She's like who I look up to. She's local here in Winston. And she had hit like 10 or 11,000 followers. And I was like, Ellie, can we meet for coffee? Can we like talk? Like, I just want to pick your brain. And she was like, absolutely. This is before she did like any of her mentoring or anything. So I think this is like before she started really digging into that side of her business. And we sat for like an hour, two hours, just talking. And I was like, okay, what what do I do? Because I want to be like you on Instagram. Like you're amazing. Help me be like you basically, which now I see, I'm like, okay, I can't be like her, but I can promote myself in that same way to show people who I am. So, you know, like all of her tips, basically like putting yourself out there, being consistent. You don't have to post six times in a week every single day at the same time, but like post three, at least three times, you know, like whether it's a reel show up on your stories every day or every other day, like post what you're doing. Post Like if you have a session, post literally a snippet from your session, just letting those people in like that. Like, you know, Ellie explained it, like, just be you. Like you literally don't have to do anything else, but be you. You can do all the hashtags you want. You can do this. You can do that. But if you don't work on personal relationships, making those good relationships with vendors, tagging vendors, like tagging all the people that help you in everyday life. I try and make sure I'm still referring everybody, tagging everyone, doing all the things to bring all the love back to the people who helped me in everyday life, because people love that too. But just being you, putting it out there and just showing up. Right. Mm -hmm. What has been your biggest struggle in the past seven years? And how did you overcome it? Uh, My biggest struggle, probably, if you've ever heard of the term imposter syndrome. Oh, girl. Yes. Literally just reminding yourself every day that like, you know what you're doing. You're good at what you do. I've probably only had two to three bad reviews or bad feedback in my seven years, Mm -hmm. but those three bad reviews stick out in my head more than the 500 other good reviews. I don't even know how many, honestly, but like any of the other ones, those three things stick out in my head more than anything. And like, they're like, oh, you're crappy. You don't know what you're doing. Like, oh, you like, I'm not a professional. Like those things stick out in my head more than anything. And I have to continually remind myself and and Ben does this all the time. My husband, he's like, you're amazing what you do. Like, do not let these people get you down. Like you are where you are because you have so many people that know you're good at what you do. 
not these three people don't like their words don't mean anything. That's probably the biggest struggle is like reminding yourself every day. Cause there's not, I mean, there's not that cheerleader all the time. That's like, mm-hmm. makes you get up in the morning and work on your business. Hey, yeah. get up and post on Instagram. Hey, do this. Hey, plan this kind of session. Like there's nobody in your, you have to do that. And like, it's yeah. really hard to remind yourself of why you do everything that you do. And that those few mean words or those few bad reviews don't mean anything right. to keep moving forward. So probably my biggest struggle. Yep. Mine too. Tell us a little bit about women-owned NC. So for those who don't know what that is, I know both me and Brittany are part of it, but tell us a little bit about women-owned. Yes. So women-owned, which stands for women-owned of North Carolina, is a large supportive group for women-owned businesses within North Carolina. So basically, think we are over like a thousand members at this point, which is crazy to think there's that many women-owned businesses and we haven't even gotten to all of North Carolina. This is just like within our triad area, basically. And it's so amazing. We have been doing events and had our group for almost two years now because it started right when Rowan was born. So he was actually there for the first event, which the first event, Caitlin, the founding founder, like the first one who kind of came up with it. She reached out to me because I'm like, I've been taking pictures of her and her family and her son, Carson, since he was born too. So she was like, we're going to get women-owned businesses together. And we're, we just want to like do some pictures and I'll have matching t-shirts and just kind of network a little bit. So we went up to this parking garage, her, Caitlin, and one of the founding owners, Katie, she's not a part of us anymore, but she was with us for the first three events. Um, and she's amazing. She owns urban girl, which is a boutique. So her Katie and Caitlin got together for the first event and had an amazing little goodie bag table where the girls could come in and drop their cards and anything they wanted to, you know, give to the other ladies. And we had their t-shirts ready. So everybody came, we took some really awesome photos and just kind of sat around for an hour after that talking. And afterwards we were like, we should do this again and like have food and, actually mingle and make this a thing. Like it should be a thing. And so our first event after that was our boho bash. We did like shorter tables. Everybody sat at the tables. We had thirsty Buffalo come be our bar. Like MB came out and did some amazing decor. And we did have Marissa of Marissa Monroe Studios who did like all of our graphics, our invites, our vendor lists. It was just amazing to see all of these vendors, all of these women-owned businesses come together and just make something beautiful just so we could like meet each other. And it was like a fangirl moment to be like, oh my gosh, I know you off of social media, but now I see your face. This is so cool. Each time we we do an event, it just kind of becomes more elevated. Our Halloween party, which we did here at my house, we had about a hundred girls at that one and everybody dressed up in costumes. We had a costume contest. We had our DJ Snow come out here and had music going for us all night. It was just such a good time to see everybody and their personalities and their different costumes and everything. And again, just huge networking. That one, we actually took donations for the women's shelter. So, you know, to come in, you you obviously get your ticket, but you had to donate to the women's shelter. Um, We tried to do more like feminine products and things like that versus like clothes. So we could like provide a little bit more because we know they get swarmed with clothes and everything. So we wanted to give them a little bit different. So going forward, like each event, we really want to make sure we're doing something to give back to the community. I love that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it's, it's newer. We're 
we're still trying to nail down which charity we want to do this time for our Disco Rodeo event coming up. This is going to be our biggest event. I think we have sold 150 tickets and we've probably got about 15 to 20 vendors that will be there. So it's going to be a lot of women in one place, but we are doing the most we've ever done. Um, We're just, we're really, really excited to bring all the new things and really give away all of our, our swag and our merch and stuff like that with the new rebrand that Courtney did for us since we did our name switch from Girl Gang. With women-owned, we really wanted to highlight all women-owned businesses and really be specific on what it is we do. Like, we are here to support women-owned businesses and specifically promote everybody and uplift and support and and all the things. And you can literally just kind of enjoy the night and meet people you've never met before and things and dress up for events that you probably would have never done before this, you know, like where else do you get to wear disco cowgirl unless you're going on like a bachelorette or something, you know? Yes. I know. I'm excited. And that's actually, you know, through women down is how how Brittany and I Mm -hmm. got connected Um, because she, you know, she's a podcast manager and she was interested in starting this podcast and looking for a co-host. And I think you just put a post on the page and I just was like, well, I don't know anything about podcasts, but I mean, I'm a woman, I own a business. Oh my gosh. Like, and Here that's, that's how are. we are. Yeah. yeah it's, it's been in- really awesome. It's incredible how, um, I know you said there's over a thousand members, but I mean, it's so many different industries, like so many a charcuterie board business and a animal rescue. Like it's a wide variety. It's we so- do not discriminate. Yeah. Like if you are a woman and you own your business, welcome, come on in, yeah. come and join us. We're all kinds of crazy and we love it. Come on. Yeah. We, we know your struggles. We know what you've gone through to get here. And all we want to do is welcome you and support you into mm-hmm. our group because Literally, we want to help you in any way we can because we all know where you came from, where you've been, and where you're going. And we want to help you on that journey. And we want to have fun while we're doing it. And we want to support others while we're doing it too. (laughs) Well, and I think it's great too, like just uh, the support. You know, sadly, I think a lot of people can say, like, maybe through their journey at some point, they didn't get that support. They didn't get that love they got, you know, and that's true for my story when I started. So it's nice to find a group of women who are there just to love and support. I will say before, before we had women owned, like in the business world, we all know, like there's a lot of people who are competition based and like, you feel Mm -hmm. like you have to compete all the time to keep up. And, And, you know, before I had the group, like I was coming home to my husband and be like, babe, talk me through this, babe, help me do this. Like, you know, Ben was my biggest supporter through everything, helping me do sets, staying up late at night, putting out Christmas trees, going to the mountains to do this, going to the beach to do that. Like he was always there and that person for me, but not everybody has that kind of person. And sometimes it's, it's just nice to be able to have a group of like-minded women who, who know, like I said, what you've been through, where you're going and, and everything to help you through all of that. So I definitely try to be that for a lot of other people as much as I can. So, cause I, I know what help I had and I couldn't be here without that. So, Oh, I love it so much. And I'm so excited for the yeah. next event. That will be my first one. What are, let's say five years down the road, where do you want your own business to go? And then also where do you guys want 
women owned to go? Those are big questions. Holy cow. And I'll just be completely honest. We don't have like a five-year plan. We don't even really know. We've been kind of winging it as we've went and decided what we were doing as soon as the last event was finished. Now there's five of us. It's me, Caitlin, Caitlin Wright, MB, Mary Beth Wilhelm, Courtney Smith, and then Hannah Gerber. So there's five of us now. We're just kind of, because we are all business owners in ourselves, and we're all busy and Caitlin and I and Hannah are all moms as well. So we all have crazy lives and Courtney's getting married this year and MB is like just taking off with everything. And it's just like, we're all crazy. So really we just became an LLC so we can, you know, create a bank account and start doing more within the group, you know, possibly kind of branching more into like a membership side of things, maybe get some more promotion going for everybody, just anything we could do to like kind of bring it all back and give back to people and really just continue to support them. So I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, but we're going to figure it out this year. (laughs) My end game dream goal for my own business. Obviously I can't be a photographer for forever. And I've seen it in this industry where people are in it for 15 years and then they phase out. And I didn't want to be a point 15 years from now where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done being a photographer. What do I do now? Um, so me and my husband have always had a dream of having our own wedding venue. Like that is our like life goal <laughs> basically. But we know there are steps to take before we can get there. So now here we are just learning everything we can about the wedding industry trying to acquire land to build that venue on, really narrowing down on what type of venue we want. We've had several ideas in the past and those ideas seem to like kind of change and evolve as we kind of move through the years. But everything that we do is kind of just like a building block, stepping stone towards our venue. So like Allison and I really want to do that together too. So, you know, our bus is one of those stepping stones to get something going that we don't have to run every single weekend and start to pay itself off and then build that money up so we can invest into a venue because that's something we can have other people run one day for us and just have like, I don't know, just that's just kind of been like what we've really wanted to do. And I can do that when I'm 60 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, that's something like I, I know physically my body could not handle doing weddings at 50 and 60 years old because they are hard on your body. And, but it, it's just not like this industry is, is very competitive. It is, even though it's an amazing community, it's very competitive. So I just know that I'll have to phase out one day and I'm trying to prepare the best way I know how for that, because there's got to be something after photography. Um, and it's really sad to think about that honestly, because this has been my whole life. Like I literally don't know what else I would have done mm-hmm. as a career other than this, just trying to make the best decisions to figure out a way forward that I can still support my family and be really happy and passionate about what I do. And the venue has kind of been one thing that I've really wanted for a long time. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome that your husband, that's his goal too. So yeah. the fact that yeah. you guys are, you have the same goal and you're already like putting steps in place to accomplish that you'll get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've definitely never been the people to just kind of like 
sit back and let life happen. We've always, I mean, I literally wouldn't change any of it. I love everyone who's in my life. I love everything that I'm doing. I love that I have my family to go along the ride for me. They get to see mommy do all these cool and exciting things and they get to enjoy it all. Like my studio is in my house. So like my clients come here and then they get to meet my kids and like, I can go outside and work in my backfield and then come inside and they're like, Oh, mommy's home from work. Like I was just outside for an hour working, you know, and there's, there's so many things that I'm just so grateful for that I get to do and that I'm a part of. And it's just so cool. Like I literally would have never seen myself here five years ago. And it all started from like a $90 camera off Craigslist. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to see where your business goes, where women own goes. What is one piece of advice that you can give to women right now, whether it be just women in general, bombs, any piece of advice? Don't be afraid to ask for help. That's a good one. That is literally my biggest struggle sometimes is like asking for help because I'm very independent in the sense of like, I can do that myself, but like, don't be afraid to ask for help. And if it's something you don't want to let go control of like your business, ask for help in other areas. Like when my house gets behind, I hire somebody to come and clean it because I don't have the mental capacity sometimes to sit and take four hours and clean my house. So if I can have somebody come and clean my house and take that one thing off my plate and make me feel a little bit more ahead and help me in my everyday life, do it. Even if it's your friend and you need somebody like, Hey, can you watch my kid for like an hour? I just need to breathe. Ask for help. I found a gym that has childcare so I can go and take an hour in the morning and they go play. They have friends. They love the people there. Like go play. I'm going to, I'm going to go work out. Even if I sit in the locker room for an hour and play on my phone, and answer emails, it's that time away. Like you're not a bad mom for taking a minute to breathe. You're not a bad woman or business owner or homemaker or wife or girlfriend or whatever for taking a minute. You're human and you need you need to be able to juggle everything and you can't all the time. So it's not a bad thing to ask for help. Where can people find you? What is your IG handle? If they want to book a shoot with you, where can they go? Okay. So as we talked about this whole time, my Instagram is what I update the most. So you can find me on Instagram at Vines Studios. There's lots of S's in it. So just Vines Studios with the S at the end. And once you find me on there, I'm pretty pretty active on there. And if you go to the link in my bio, I have a link tree that'll hook you up to my website, all my pricing information, how you can contact me, how you can get on my email list, everything like that is on there. But just give me a follow on Instagram and I hope to see you guys on there and hopefully I can take your pictures one day. Thank you for listening to our mommy show. Please subscribe and share with all your friends. See you in two weeks. Have a good day.